like definitely all the other sports things and I would always try to be the best yeah. in like practices. But for whatever reason, when I was there in Colorado, that one was just hard for me. This is the episode that I don't know what I'm doing, so this is this is new. But regardless, welcome back to episode 15. Oh my god, episode 15 of the Realist Podcast. We've we've been pushing out content this entire month over the past two months. Uh I'm so excited. I'm so excited. By the way, banner right there, the Realist Podcast, episode 15. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for viewing and subscribing. Nationers, it's a it's been a good day. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm running off like four hours of sleep. Just because of the things that I mentioned in episode 14 at the Treehouse. If you guys haven't watched that video, I recommend it because it's probably one of my better videos. And, and well, maybe not podcast-wise because there was a few technical difficulties. Regardless, uh, the video actually on my main YouTube channel was is, was probably one of my best this year. I think one of my best this year was probably my Spartan video. That video and maybe the podcast one, I, I felt like I could have done the podcast better. But it's already out. I can't do much now. So I would definitely put this latest one up there in that top three for sure. But I'll let you guys decide. So it's a, it's a journey. And I'm glad that you guys can be on this journey. So again, my goal by the end of the year is to hit 100,000 subscribers on my main YouTube channel. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So we're here at the Realist Podcast, episode 15. We got another guest for you guys. This one is one, again, of high magnitude. Like, quite quite literally, like, high magnitude. I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like, there's only one way to explain it, and that's to actually welcome him on. This man is one of my best friends. We were ASB reps together. He is the reason I am in the position I am today. He's the reason I work as hard as I do. He's about to leave us for South Africa, and he's one of my biggest inspirations. It is my pleasure to welcome the hockey player, fish lover, and the one and only Casey Nowak! I hope the intro does justice to what this man not only means to me it's it's weird kind of talking because like it, it's weird i found i find it so weird to like praise people like in front of them like i i like doing it like when i'm not in front of them but like you're here man i mean i how could i not praise you man like i said you're one of my biggest inspirations the reason i work hard and the reason i'm in this position today and i'd like to actually tell you because i don't know if you know what that exactly means because i know what that means to me Welcome on, Casey. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. It's great to be here, Jared, and thank you for having me. Dude, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, Nationers, uh, we, we go way back. We go way back from, like, beyond just high school. Middle like, school, middle at least. Sc- yeah, middle school. And, and it, it's interestingly enough how how we kind of, like, converge these two paths together for a short time. And, I mean, it, it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, middle school, I mean, let's run it back. Right, we're in middle school. What? I mean, you did football. Yeah, but we did track together. Yeah, we did track together. We were we were both distance runners in yeah. that regard. You were a big javelin guy mm-hmm. back in middle school. Yeah, and those you little plastic javelins, <laughs> the the turbo jet. Yeah, <laughs> like the like these little things that you can buy for like like Fred Meyer's or Walmart. But um, man, dude, I'm excited to have you on, job only because of like our history together. But like. I mean, we, we did track back then. 
We did a lot of stuff. And look at us now. That that's bro. That's like we're all grown up. Like eight years later. Like like eight Seriously. nine years later. It's absolutely insane. So I'm glad to have you on. I I obviously want to talk about like I mean the track. I don't know if that has much significance to do with our story, but I want to talk about our story. That's that's kind of the thing that I want to touch on because I think that me and you have a story that I mean is really unreplicable. It really is. Um, I'd like to hear what you. You know, like what you think of our story, you know, like it, it's super odd. It, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's like these two worlds converged and we just like took off. Like it's super weird. Yeah. Honestly, like in middle school, we ran with each other, but we didn't, we weren't super close. We were just running buddies yeah. pretty much. And it wasn't until we got into high school when uh, we were both in ASB that we were really able to connect and build a friendship and. Uh, do things that we wouldn't normally do together, and I think that's yeah. what brought us close. And uh, when we were at leadership camp, it gave us the opportunity to um, meet each other and meet other people in ways that we didn't know we could at the yeah. time. And yeah, <laughs> honestly, like that week, I cried the most in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Our actually. first leadership camp was it was great. Like, I mean, it was an awesome experience, but I never thought that I would let the waterworks run as much yeah. as they did. It just hit you in a different way when yeah. you were there. Yeah, I was on irrigation control before that, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then leadership camp came, and I'm bawling my eyes out. And, I mean, mind you, like, I've, you know, before that I've seen you cry, like, not many times, you know, but God, <laughs> yeah. and probably vice versa. Uh-huh. But, man, uh, what an experience. And like like you said, we, we weren't super close. It wasn't like, hey, Casey, you want to go hang out? But, I mean... Beyond just like middle school, I think high school was definitely the the turning point for both of us, our junior year, more prominently. And, you know, like when we were like freshmen and sophomore, like I always remember, this is like the one thing that sticks with me, is Coach Preston, our our cross-country coach, you know, like, dude, you would like go to practice, ride your bike back home, mow like 15 lawns, (laughs) get your work done, go to hockey practice, and then do it all again the next day. Yeah, that was a tough grind then. <laughs> it made I, no sense to me how much time you had in the day. <laughs> I literally would go to sleep and wake up super early because I had seminary before school. And then I'd go to school. Then after school, I'd pretty much do cross-country workout, go home. It was all I could do to eat and leave to go to hockey practice. <laughs> and then, like, on the weekends and stuff, I'd mow people's lawns. And, yeah. Oh, dude, it, it was, was so insane. Like... Yeah, dude, That's my grind time definitely came my sophomore year, but regardless, like, you're doing this as a freshman, and you don't have a car, so, like, that transportation, you're, like, riding your bike back yeah. home. I had ride my bike, <laughs> tried to get rides from people if yeah. I could. Oh, dude, it was the most insane thing to hear, and I remember Coach Preston just talking about, like, like, I mean, yeah, to an extent I knew, but, like, when you put it into words from somebody else who's contextualizing what's going on, it made it so much, like, like, like appreciation for what you're doing, you know, like you're putting in all these hours of work and it's just like, well, what is the payoff? You know, it's just like, you know, like you're probably getting money mowing, you know, you're getting through your education, but it's like, you're doing so much. Is anything happening because you're doing so much? So it was just insane just to see like the work ethic that you had. And I'll never forget. I think it was a sophomore year of cross country. We are at Pullman. I'll never forget because I, I didn't have, like, a particularly great race because I was trying to push the pace in the first half, and then I was dead the second half, 
And I remember you just kept working, just kept chipping away. And by the time we get to like the final, like diagonal, like 150, everyone's cheering on Casey to go beat me. <laughs> and I'm just like, there's no way he's this close. And I'd like see you like right on the, like I can feel you like here on me as I'm running. I'm like, I'm not letting Casey beat me. I'm not letting him beat me. I don't remember the result, but I, I would like to say that I didn't I'm, let you beat me. I'm pretty me. sure you beat me that one. Oh my God, dude. I was just like, bro. I'm like, there's no way. Well, not to say like you, bro, you worked up from JV and literally just kept working. Uh-huh. Until you earned th- your varsity I spot. I think I ran varsity at, like, seventh man a couple times freshman year. Okay. Or once yeah. or twice. But it was – I'm pretty sure you were hurt freshman year. Because you hurt your foot one of the times. That was my sophomore year. Okay. Yeah, that was after, like, the ritual invite. Because remember when my shoe came off? Yep. It was that. Yep. Yeah. That's so right. And that was the end of my cross country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, dude, your work ethic is so insane. And just, like, seeing it, like like, like I said, it, it like, how could you not work that hard? Like when you see it, when you when like somebody you're so close with is doing it, like it only makes you want to do it more. And so that's kind of what I meant in the intro is like, dude, like this man is like one of the reasons I work so hard because I've seen it firsthand, you know? So like where do you get your work e- ethic from? I don't know. When I do like physical stuff, I'm just in the zone pretty much. Yeah. Like it wears me out. Like at work, I'll just work and work and work. Yeah. Then when I get home, I don't realize till I'm done, but I'm really tired. (laughs) And I eat a lot. Yeah. One of the most important things. Yeah. I eat so much. (laughs) (laughs) In a good way. That's like energizing me because you're probably working like, I mean, 10, 12 hour days. Yeah. For the most part. Like usually I'll go to work like yesterday and the day before I went to work. Then I came home after like an eight hour day and then hauled tons of trees to the dump. (laughs) (laughs) But Yeah. I'm just working a lot. Bro, is it weird getting praised for, like, how hard you work or stuff that you do when you're like, this is just kind of what I normally do? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> just, like, when people are like, oh, my God. Like, like me, like, imagine me, like, freshman year being like, oh, my God. Well, Coach Preston, when he's like, man, this guy works so hard. It's like, I, yeah, it's just what I do. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just so normal. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I mean – it, it, it feels weird when the work pays off, you know? And it's just like, wow, like I put in all this work and now there's something to look back at. Yeah. And it, when the weird thing is, is when we, when we kind of like converge worlds, I'll remember, I'll never forget this. Cause I remember Colton had, you know, was like said, he, he's the reason why we probably both got into leadership. Yeah. He actually asked me, he's like, Hey, you gotta do leadership. Bro. I was like, I don't know. He's like, no, you gotta do leadership. Bro, I remember I remember one time I was hanging out with them and I remember Colton like like uh bringing you to uh, Senora Gaver's door. Uh, Mrs. Gaver's door. It's it's weird Connor Mrs. But <laughs> her door and there was the slips that you sign up with. Yep. And I'll never forget it. I'm like, bro, I'm like, I hope he doesn't run for vice president. I was like like, I don't want to be competing against, like, because I already signed up. And I'm like, oh, my God. Dude, if Casey signs up, I mean, he's winning that position. Like, it no, hands down. And you then picked activities coordinator. Was there any sway from anybody that you thought it was better? Well, I really liked, like, you running for president or vice president at the time. And I was like, if I don't run for vice president – like, then there'll be another cool person there, at least. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's more potential instead of, like, putting, like, two really yeah 
good people at a position in picking. Yeah. And, j- and then diversifying. Also, it. I was like looking at the requirements because I was still at the time thinking I was going to do hockey. So oh, I was trying yeah. to pick which one would like I would like to do. Yeah. And would like work for me the best. So that's why I stuck with activities coordinator. Fair enough. And I like to do activities. So it works. It was fun. Dude, it was insane. It was insane because when we got into like leadership, you know, like we're, we're like kind of like the backseat people. We're like, how does this work? How does this vessel drive? It's not like we're just pressing the gas. It's like we're turning on these different gears and we're leveling up this like vehicle to potentially build up throughout our junior year. And then for us to actually use like our senior year. And dude, both those years are just like movies. Mm-hmm. They're just movies. Because this year for you especially um, was probably one of the, I, f- I, I, I could imagine one of the oddest years for you. You know, like you said, you were planning on doing hockey. Yeah. And then made the decision to not do hockey. Yeah. So, so what I, was that process like? It was pretty hard. Like, it was one of the hardest decisions I had to make in my life ever. Because uh, I played from the time I was four. I learned to skate when I was three. Yeah. And I played, like, every single year up to that point. So it was literally a part of my life every single year. Like, I don't yeah. remember. A year all without the way. It. Yeah, I don't remember, like, <laughs> learning how to skate. It's just been something I do. Yeah. And so then I uh, got to the point where, like, like you mentioned at the beginning, when I was so busy all the time, and it was just wearing me out pretty much. Yeah. And... Uh, I decided that after we went to leadership camp, that first leadership camp, I was like, no, there's there's more to life than just hockey. Yeah. So I got to – I think I'm going to take a break for now and see if I can make the most out of high school because I had some ambitions and goals that I had set – or I had goals that I had set that I was ambitious about. Yeah. Like uh, keeping my grades up. Yeah. And being a valedictorian, so – that's what I wanted Which ended to. up paying off. So yep. congratulations, <laughs> Mr. 4.0, Casey Nowak. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, dude, I can imagine, like, after two years of just grinding, that when you feel like this world-changing, like, effect of leadership camp, I've mentioned this before, it's so hard mm-hmm. to replicate. It, you just, like, you have to be there to understand. If it, it, That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You just can't, like, be like, oh, this is what it's like. Enjoy. Yeah, like, in one week, you can become better friends with people you've never met than some of the <laughs> friends that you have. Bro, like, it's, literally, like, insane. Like, I, I mean, I'd mentioned this for my Spartan video. Like, Junior, who we met at Leadership Camp our senior year, well, I think we met him at the AWSL, SL. too. Yeah. I don't, did we meet him our junior year? or I only think one of the years. He was there our junior year, but I didn't know him our junior year okay. well until our senior year. Yeah, and then because you guys you guys uh, roomed together. Yeah, at the same at billet. AWSL. Yeah. yeah, so you guys obviously got to connect. I know, I'll never forget it because I was like, how do you guys know each other? I'm like, you guys never, like, I never, like, saw you, like, interact. And then I realized at, I asked him, I was like, how do you, how are you close with Casey? Like, why are you close with Casey? And then I, then I found out. So, I mean, regardless, dude, that experience is so insane. Yeah. And so when you're, when you're, in that position of just like this life changing six, seven days of just straight leadership and super inspiring stuff. And you, it feels like you want to just go change the world. Mm-hmm. And there's this one thing that you've been doing for the past 15 years of your life, I guess like 14, 15, we'll say 15. Cause you would have been like two, which probably I wouldn't be surprised if you start skating at two, but you just like, I mean that process of just making the decision, was it just like, like, 
how do you just like think about that? Because uh, I want to hear your perspective because I went through the exact same thing. Well, I had to talk with my parents about it a lot and sort of weigh like the pros and cons of not playing hockey. Hockey is a really expensive sport too. Yeah. So I was like a financial burden on my parents a bit, but they were like okay with it. If it was something that I wanted to do, they would make yeah. it happen. But uh, weighing the pros and cons and like the opportunities that I had in high school, I just wanted to, whatever I did, like try and do the best. And yeah. so if I put myself in too many places, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. And it's like all these different verticals that you're trying to be excel in, mm-hmm. but then you really don't excel at anything. Yeah. You know? So I had to, I had to make a decision. And at the time I just got burnt out on hockey. Yeah. And I wasn't like, I love hockey. Yeah. But at the time I just couldn't do it then. So I had to take a break. Yeah. So, I mean, that break probably lasted what? Two years. Two years. Yep. So like once we graduated. Yep. After we graduated, okay. then, uh, I got the hockey itch again. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like something that happens a lot? Like when you're in the off season, you're like, ah, and yeah. then it finally kicks back into season. You're like, yeah, like let's go. It definitely happens a bit, but, uh, like I just, after I graduated, I was at a point where I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I was thinking about football and hockey. Yeah. And I was like, I really miss hockey. Well, not to even mention, like, I mean, you went from hockey to football. Like, I mean, the the physical nature of both sports is probably almost parallel. You know, you're getting hit almost every play. You're just, like, rough and tough. I mean, mind you, the quarterback, too. But, like, even then, like, you you probably threw football before. But, like, I don't know if it was – was it ever a desire for you to, like, actually go play football? Like, what was the swaying point for you? to actually pick up a football, learn the plays, eventually go try out to go be quarterback for a senior year. What was that like? So in middle school, I played quarterback for JV. Okay. I made varsity as wide receiver, but I like talked to my dad about it. I was like, hey, like I made varsity as wide receiver, so and I can also play quarterback on JV. And I was like, what should I do? And he's like, well, do you want to watch the game or do you want to play the game? <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I want to play. And so I decided to stick with quarterback and play um, in eighth grade as JV. And then uh, going into high school, like I'd play football, like mess around with friends. Yeah. I could always throw it really far. You got a cannon, man. Like (laughs) like you got an arm. So And uh, people were like, hey, you got to do football, like my friends. And I remember like Mark Como was like, hey, you got to play football. When I leave, you got (laughs) to play football. And so I was like thinking about it a lot, and then, uh, like, realizing all the things sort of lined up perfectly where we didn't have a quarterback going into my senior year, and we had a new coach, and the only other quarterback was a freshman. Yeah. So, or, Connor? No, uh, he was going to be a sophomore, but he was a freshman that year, junior year. And so I was like, yeah, I can do this. I think I can do it. So then I just started practicing working out a lot that was like one yeah. of the biggest things cause yeah i've never really worked out like lifted weights yeah so i had to do that and uh just i started practicing with a quarterback coach too but it wasn't really till like in the spring when griggs came we had oh. the new coach yeah. come to school and i was like hey i'm gonna be your quarterback yeah <laughs> That's well, what I told how him. do you, you just approach him and you're just like hey i'm your quarterback like yeah. is that the confidence that you walk in and you'd be like yeah like i'm the guy like i'm, I'm your man Obviously not like egotistically, but like, <laughs> like hey, like 
You know, you obviously got to rise to the occasion. Yeah. You know? I was like, hey, like, nice to meet you. I'm Casey Nowak. I'm going to be your quarterback yeah. this year. But, uh, yeah, so then once we went into that spring little camp thing, yeah. Henry and I were, like, right at the same. Mm. And I missed, like, a week because I went fishing. Yeah. And so I fell behind that day because I didn't realize there was a whole th- page full of plays yeah. that I didn't learn. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> like, I learned all the handoff things. I didn't realize there was yeah. all these throwing plays. So I was behind going into that point. Casey's just thinking all these quarterbacks, you know what, I'm going to hand it off. We're <laughs> going we're gonna to feed the running back the entire game, which, like, theoretically did. It was so annoying, but regardless. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, I went, and I was just behind, and they sort of, like, had me at the bottom, I guess. Mm. I felt like Henry was definitely above me at that the guy. point. And then, uh, like, the end of camp, I played all right. Like, it, we yeah. were just battling it out. Yeah. And so then over the summer, I worked, like, every single week all the time like whenever I could I was throwing with friends working on plays and I was working with a quarterback coach a lot and I just keep practicing what I was learning when we came back I was so much better like it was night and day difference yeah were you surprised when you found that I was going to be on the roster too or yes (laughs) I was I was trying to get you because I knew you were so fast (laughs) but I wasn't 100% sure if that was ever going to happen yeah it do it I mean I'll never forget the call with Griggs I remember, like, I, I missed his first call because it's just a random number. I, then he leaves a voicemail, and I was just like, oh, okay. Like, I, you know, I kind of see he's probably just like, hey, get the, hey, I know it's your senior year. Let's go make it big. Play football. And, <laughs> I, like, you know, and he's just like, I mean, I would, my, I mean, as you know, my sole focus was track. You know, that's why I left cross country, just solely focus on track. Yep. And, I was like, I remember having a call with him, and he's like, uh, I talk about just like, this is like, uh, you know, I, I just want to focus on this. And he, I, mem- I remember, I always get emotional when I tell it. He he said, he's like, bro, life's too short to just be living yourself, like putting yourself in a bubble. Uh, and I was like, great talking to you. I'll get back to you. <laughs> and, bro, I just like thought on that for like three days. I'm just like, <sighs> let's do it. Like, let's just do it. Like, I mean, there's, I'm fast, you know, yeah. like I, I, I've never been hit. <laughs> I've never been hit. So that was that. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm a little tiny. I was one of the smallest guys on the team. Yeah. Noah McDermott's like four or five inches shorter than me. And he was just as big as me. Uh-huh. Bro, it was. <laughs> so, I mean, I was coming at like a, at a different angle at football. You know, you get people who are like 160 at least. I was like 145. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, I. I never felt like a burning desire for football. I found it really enjoyable. But did you ever have that burning desire? Like, yeah, like, this is going to be, like, the season. Yeah, I actually, like, when I was in middle school and we went to, like, the first high school football game ever and I was in eighth grade and I watched them play, I was like, I really want to do that. Like, that would be so cool to be out there playing. Yeah, And it was actually way cooler than I thought it would be. Yeah, like, when you're out there on Friday Night Lights and you're, like, in the spotlight. There's, like, nothing nothing like it. Nothing like it. I mean... We could probably replicate it better than we can leadership camp, but bro, I remember that first game. I'll never forget that one play. I ran yeah. the wrong route, and somehow you figured it out. <laughs> and forty-seven yards later, like I know that was crazy. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I remember, like, I remember, like, we talked about that play, and I was like, I swear we called like Blue Saints or something. So I run like a post or like a streak-looking post, and he's like, No, like that was not the play. 
And I was just like, well, I ran that route, and we got 47 yards. Yeah. I ran a few wrong routes, but yeah. we, we made it work. Yeah, there was some awesome parts. Dude, I'll never forget. I mean, bro, you got hit so many times. Yep. You got hit more times <laughs> than there was probably numbers on, like, the lineman's jersey. Yeah, I was, like, for two months after football season, <laughs> I was still sore. <laughs> two months? Like, two. I literally like, was, wake my up body and you're like, ache, yeah. <laughs> you wake up and you feel like an 80-year-old but man. then I was, after that, I was good. Good. I mean, surprisingly enough, I mean, you played hockey, so, like, getting hit probably wasn't new to you. It's a different kind. It's a different kind of hit, though, yeah. I feel like. Like, I feel like there's more kinetic energy that then, like, topples onto you. Like, it's like a full movement. Whereas, like, hockey, you kind of, like, check them. Yeah, some of the football players are, like, two or three times the size of hockey players. <laughs> Bro, I'll never forget. Well, there's two things that I'll never forget during football. Well, there's maybe three. It was the fake punt that I did <laughs> that nobody saw coming. I, I And you, you got a first down. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was like a fourth and three. So I had to run, like, already 11 yards from where I'm at. The 10 run plus three yards somewhere. And then for me to get it, but bro, bro weren't the coaches so mad at you? Yes, dude, bro. <laughs> I don't understand why they were mad at me. I got it a first down. Like I don't. Why would that matter? If like, bro, I think I think Griggs was the only one mad. Um, McCullough, uh, McCullough, our punt coach, our defensive coordinator, <laughs> our like special teams. He didn't seem too mad. He, yeah. he, he came after. He came to me after after uh, the play, and I was like, I was like that. <laughs> Don't do it again. Were but you planning on doing that? So here, here's the rundown of it. I, I like saw the line, and so I'm looking at the line, and there's like two guys on the left side, and there's like five on the right. I'm like, bro, like I, I can, I can, out, I can outrun two guys. Like, I mean, granted that there'll probably be people that come back, but bro, I could beat two guys. I know I'm fast, and these guys are a little bit bigger. They're probably linebackers. I could beat them. I just grabbed the ball. Tucked it and ran. Oh, dude, I was I was on like a different level that 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 play. I just like I'm just like, bro, it's an opportunity. Like, I know I can do it. I'm gonna have the confidence that I do it. If it doesn't turn out, yeah, blast me to eternity. <laughs> but if I, I won't know if I don't try. So we're gonna try. I picked up the ball, tucked it, and just ran as fast as I could. And got the first down. Yeah. And then we drove all the way to like the three. And then we turned it over. Yep. On downs. Dang. And then I got slammed by our coach. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. I'm like, yeah. it didn't it didn't correlate. I mean, maybe that's why we went 0-9. Yeah, we wouldn't go for it on fourth downs usually. Or if it was like close, we never field goal. The it. last couple minutes of the or the last like ten seconds of the quarter, we had the ball, we just knee it, run the timeout instead of throwing it. What but, no signs. Yeah. But regardless, I mean that was that was one of my plays. There was a play at Lakeland where I, like, punted the ball, and there was, like, a 400-pound guy that, like, fell down. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go block him. Nope, nope, no. <laughs> Don't block a 400-pound guy when you're, like, a third of his size. So I learned my lesson there. Um, what was the other one? I had, like, another one in mind. The one where you got, like, a concussion? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's probably another memorable play. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> Shout out Hunter Scott because he didn't show up, he didn't show up for class, so he couldn't play. Oh, so I had yeah. to fill in. Yep, Hunter Scott, you could have been the one that with this concussion. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, or if I threw it like a decent pass like in front of me instead yeah. of yeah, like right him. where I open my head and then get blasted into eternity. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it was a good. I mean, it was a good season. <laughs> Didn't you catch it? Or you almost caught it? No, I almost. I mean, I was like in stride, like here. Yeah. I was like Terrell, Owen, or like yeah, Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco, like, and then got blasted. <laughs> and then I'll never forget. I sat there like lifeless. <laughs> and yeah. Carter's like, "Bro, get up!" I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, dude, I cannot get up right now." And I like they tell you if somebody's like down, like don't pick them up. They might have yeah. a concussion, bro. I I don't remember the next three plays, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they, I remember because I still had to punt, right? Yeah. I remember I had to go punt, bro. I grabbed the ball. The ball teleported to my hands. It <laughs> teleported to my hands. It went from Josh Browning to my hands and somehow got to my foot and went that way. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. And then I walk over. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, my, I can't see. I yeah, can't see. I got a head injury too. Did you get a concussion? Do you feel like you got a concussion? No. But I know well, what I know which felt, one you talk about. Yeah, it was against Lake City when uh, it was the <laughs> third down and uh, it was a rollout to the right play. Snap the ball, start rolling yeah. out to the right, and our uh, it was like a right Steeler tackle. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our right tackle, because I'm rolling out to the right. He blocks the guy out to the right. <laughs> he pushes him out to the right side. Yeah, so he just pushes him so to I'm you. So I'm running the same way where he pushes the guy, and uh, it was like third and ten. So I was trying to go deep, and Isaiah was running down the line. And he wasn't quite open yet, so I hadn't thrown it, and I was just about to throw it, like just throw it and hope for it, because it was third yeah. and ten. So it wouldn't matter if they intercepted it or not. Yeah. They were going to punt it anyway. This is the fourth quarter, too. Yeah. So and we were I'm down by, like, a touchdown and a half or something. Yeah. Only, if only I caught the ball. But uh, <laughs> I went to throw, and the guy, I saw him right at the last second, and he, like, just barely hit me as I was about to throw, so I didn't throw it all the way. Yeah. And he started driving me back, like, pushing How driving me. you? Yeah. And then, like, he went to tackle me, and my head just went, oh, and like, smacked the ground really hard. Like whiplash, yeah, kinda. and then, like my fingers and my feet, like went kind of <laughs> numb, yeah. And Zach Holt came over and he was like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" <laughs> and he like picked uh, me up. I, okay. I was like, "I don't know." Like I couldn't hardly walk right <laughs> after that. Yeah. And like then once we got to the sidelines, I was pretty fine, but my head was kind of sore. Yeah. And then uh, For the next like two I months, took <laughs> ibuprofen. Oh god. And like just rested that night. And the next morning, it was like way better. Yeah. And then. After that, it was, like, better every day. Yeah, like, I was on the far end of that. I remember, like, like I don't really know what happened. Like, I couldn't see it because I was on, I was playing X, so I was the single slot, single yeah. receiver on the left. And I just, you know, I just happened to run my route, like, block my guy just in case, like, run my route, and then hope that the ball is in somebody's hand so I could go block. No, it's, it's, it's on the sideline, and your head's in the ground. And I'm like, yeah. what's happening? What went on? And then I see you get, like, walked off. I'm like, oh, so that's, I, that's what went on. You got pile drive from this guy, and I can see him celebrating. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I played really good that game, too. I had yeah. two it touchdowns. Was a good, it was a good game, uh, surprisingly, because they're a 5A school. We're a 2A. Yeah. Theoretically, we probably should have got crushed by they them. They like, double or triple our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the one game that we had more points than anything. But I was destroying them. Yeah. Like, that was a really good game for me. Yeah, I could add another touchdown to that, but I dropped the ball. Oh, you know the play. (laughs) Wide open, bro. I beat my receiver so easily and then just dropped it. And I'm like, oh, bro, it was the most frustrating thing, dude. I was like, I it kind of took me out of the game just a bit. And I was just like, bro, I I can't stop thinking about that play. Yeah. And then just like, just move on to the next one. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. But like this one play probably could have won us the game. I just didn't catch it. 
okay. I didn't have a season. I didn't have a touchdown in that entire season. Really? Yeah. I didn't have any. That would have been my first <laughs> one. <laughs> I just like let the opportunity just go right through my hands, theoretically. Like hypothetically. Not even hypothetically. It went right through my hands. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. Yeah. Uh, but, bro, dude, it was so fun playing football. Not only with you, but with the other guys. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the people who actually play it, you know, like your uh-huh. Felix and Zach Holtz, you know, who are like super driven by that sport. Yeah. And, you know, like, I mean, it was an adventure for both of us. You know, it was, it was definitely more out of my realm than it was yours, which, uh, I mean, I think I say that just because you, like, put in so much work, you know? And and your hockey side kind of helped you at least, like, be able to, like, get hit just a bit. (laughs) Like you said, it was it's not the same, but at least be able to adapt to a sport like that and and to rise to the occasion, you know? I think rising to the occasion for me has been something that I've been able to do in, in different facets in my life. But, like, you're, like, the star. You're, like, the guy, you know? You're the quarterback, you know, like <laughs> you're the guy, you know, and I, and I just kudos out to you because you really rose to the occasion for in this field that, and like I said, not many of us knew prior to actually doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, again, just kudos out to you in that regard, but I mean, dude, not to even mention like the other stuff that we had going on throughout that entire season. Uh-huh. Cause bro, like right after my concussion, we're going to the fall conference. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our bye week, it was lucky. Yeah. We were able to make it. But Bro, there was, there was something that just happened that just happened. Because I probably would have gone. Because I know you mentioned if, if, it, if it were just a game, you'd probably stay for the game. Yeah. But luckily, it just happened to be our bye week. Yeah. I would have stayed and played football. The most surreal situation. And, well, the most surreal experience probably of both of our lives. We're, well, not to even mention, like, our entire senior season is just, like, a surreal moment. Yeah. Like I said, it's a movie. I wish I could go back and do it all oh. over. It was so fun. Dude, junior and senior, I mean, like, it was so weird because I got picked up, like, a little bit from the ASB crew, like, my sophomore year, then did it for the next two. Mm. But, like, you just, I like, I mean, how did Colton approach you and be like, yo, you got to do this? It was more like I just felt out of it, I guess. Like, sure. he was just reaching out. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll I'll try and see where it goes. And yeah. then uh, Chips Ahoy, Casey's your boy. Oh, my God, the best marketing. <laughs> the best marketing. Yeah, that's why I won. Because uh, there was, like, two other seniors I was running against, or juniors that were going to be seniors that I was running against, and I was a sophomore, going to be a junior. Yeah. And so I, uh, I beat him. It was fun. That's how you do it, baby. <laughs> great marketing yields re- great results, right? Yeah. Bro, I'll never forget. Chips Ahoy, Casey, your boy. Everyone still says it today. <laughs> yeah. I remember for your birthday, I got you Chips Ahoy. Yep. I'm like, I'm like, what do I get, Casey? I'm like, what do I, I'm like, what candy? I'm like, ah, uh, I know I can't. It's such an easy birthday gift for you is just to give you Chips Ahoy. So when you come back two years from now and it's your birthday, Chips Ahoy, <laughs> Chips Ahoy is what I'm getting you. <laughs> Great marketing. Great marketing. Well, like, I mean, dude, you have two seniors. In the same field as you, are you, like, terrified at all that you might, like, lose? I mean, at most, I mean, you just spent, like, maybe $50 on Chips Ahoy. Yeah. No, you it, know? Wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I I felt pretty good. I just felt like I had different experiences and was prepared in a yeah. way that they weren't, and I felt really connected with people. Yeah, I think that was the thing that really drove you to success was not only your personality, but your connection 
to actually use that personality with other people. Yeah. And like not only our friends that we knew or know, but like just even the extension from that to people that you're not maybe close with to people that you, you know, maybe talk to once or twice a week at school. And so I think that really helped you in your regards for that. Yeah. Like I'd always be nice to everyone pretty much. And yeah. Say hi to people I was in class with if I saw them in the halls and yeah, they sort of like felt that connection. It was fun. I was pretty much friends with everybody. Yeah. But how yeah. could you not like Casey? <laughs> how could you not like Casey? Like, it's like, looking for a reason to, but he's just too kind, you know? Like, if somebody <laughs> were, like, to hate you, it's like, bro, like, how, like, I, like, I hate this man. <laughs> like, like, how could you, you know? You're just a kind guy, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I think it really worked in your regards to actually win, you know? I mean, the best thing, like, like I said, is just to have confidence in yourself. I, I was going against CJ. Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm like, I mean, theoretically, in my mind, I've, created a rowdy where he doesn't win and I do. <laughs> and it just happened to work out, you know? Yeah. Like, would you have ran again your senior year if you didn't win your junior year? I don't know. If I didn't, I probably might have played hockey. Cause okay. ASB is, yeah. like, one of the biggest things that Swayed. kept me yeah. from playing hockey because it was, like, another commitment outside of school. So, like, when I was done with school, I wouldn't be able to go to hockey practice like that evening because there's other commitments and yeah. stuff for ASB. So that was like one of the main things that was like, hey, I just don't have time for hockey now. Yeah. But. So I, it, it would have been up in the air questionably if you. Yeah. Like I went and again. skated a couple times. Like they already picked their team. They wanted yeah. me to come play again. Yeah. And like I went and skated with them and I was just like, it's fun, but I just don't really want to do it. Yeah. I think that's the hard part. Like for me. I mean, like, hockey, ha I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it's basically skill-based for the most part, which I think most sports are. Soccer is very similar in that fashion where you work it from a rec league, you go to, like, a club, yep. and that club only gets better and better until you become, like, a Spokane Bra Junior Braves, and yep. then, like, the Spokane Chiefs, <laughs> and then that goes to, like, a minor, or I guess the major leagues. Well, they have, like, different age groups. So every yeah. two years, so, like... One year you play with the year above you, and the next year you play with the year below you. Okay, so and it's like a 15, 16, 17, 18 type thing? Yeah, they have like okay. a, a U14, U16, U18. Okay. And so it's kind of like that. And then for Spokane, they have like um, the A team and the B team. Oh, gotcha. Like the best, and then yeah. the, the one next that's best. below. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it's just like house kind of wreck. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I was always on the A team. Once I was getting older, but I think I was on the B team once. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but that was, like, at the early stages of hockey. Gotcha. And then, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, in, in the regards of, like, just, like, progressing, like, is there a goal at, at the end of the tunnel? Like, is there a light at the end of the tunnel that you're like, yeah, I'm going to go achieve that, and I'm going to, you know, do that? Yeah, for hockey, I always wanted to get drafted to the Spokane yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. But you have to be, like, insane to do that. And so I didn't get drafted because you get drafted when you're 15. Oh, okay. And then, like, after that, I was just like, I don't know. How does that work? Like, you get drafted at 15. Yeah. To the Spokane Chiefs, so which is the minor league Their team. league is, like, uh, 16 to 20-year-olds is their league. So it's the okay. same for the Braves. But they're major juniors. So they're, like, a lot of them get drafted to the pros out of that. Yeah. But they're not professional athletes yet. 
Yeah. And they get paid like a little bit and all their gear and stuff's for free. So by NCAA standards, they're considered professional athletes. So they can't play in the NCAA oh. after they play for the Spokane Chiefs. Um, but they can oh. play up in college in Canada, which a lot of them do. Sure. Um, but then below that is Junior A, which is there's like a team in Wenatchee, um, the Wild, they're Junior yeah. A. And that's like one step below the Chiefs. And then there's okay. the Spokane Braves, which is Junior B, which is two steps below the Chiefs. And they're all okay. 16 to 20 years old. But you can go from the Braves to the Chiefs. Yeah. In some there's facet. actually a guy on the Chiefs right now that, that you played with. Yeah. Well, I've practiced and Practice. skated with him okay. a ton yeah. over the summers. And his name is Bear Hughes. But Bear Hughes. He, he's my age. He's 20. And when he was 18, he played his first season for the Chiefs. But when he was 17, he played uh, for the Braves. And that was his first season. He did oh. unreal. Like, scored, I don't know, probably like two points a game. Really? Yeah. Like, he was really good. Wow. And uh, then before that, he was just playing rec. Pretty much. Really? Yeah. So there's wow. like, he's just a stud. Wow, dude, that's insane. Like, And now he's drafted to the pros. <laughs> yeah. You could say that you've played with a professional hockey athlete. Yeah. I actually, uh, when I was 12, I played on a Canadian hockey team. For <laughs> It's called Spring Team. Okay. And so, like, it's just like a small spring season. Okay, sure. And uh, it was up in Nelson, so like two and a half hours away north. Yeah. And... I'd go up there, and I'd stay with a uh, Canadian family, and there was a few of us from the States, like my yeah. goalie, Bailey. And oh, yeah. Uh, my buddy, Marcus. But you're all... Uh, you're all developed up there? Born in 2001. Sure. So you're all the same age. Okay. And uh, then we'd stay up there, like, for a few days. And he was up there? Uh, Hughes? No. Okay. But my buddy, Bailey, and I, like, we'd stay at the house and mm-hmm. bill it up there for a couple days. But almost like every day we'd drive up to Canada. It was crazy. Bro, and, really? Uh, then I played. My D partner was Bowen Byram, and he's uh, he got drafted to the Colorado Avalanche. I think he was fourth yeah. overall. Wow! Like <laughs> two yeah. years ago. But yeah, he's a he was my D partner, so I played with him. What? Yeah. Oh my god, dude, that's insane. I mean, <coughs> I mean, not to mention, like, I mean, like I said, your work ethic is so unmatched. Like, not many people can at least reach that. So when you see people that are better than you, what does that feel like? Um, sometimes it can put you down a little bit. Yeah. Like, I went to, uh, uh, when I was 14, I went to Colorado Springs for uh, Western Regional High Performance Hockey Camp. Okay. So basically what you do is you go to your state camp, and they have one every year. It's to try and build for the USA national team. Sure. And so... Um, you go to your state camp, and then they select the best players out of your state camp to go to the next camp, which was I that one when okay. I was 14. And, uh, like, I got there, and there's tons of scouts. Like yeah. That was probably the hardest thing was playing and knowing that people were watching you to see how good you were. It was, like, yeah. always the pressure was always on. Um, but I went there, and um, I was, like, one of the kids that was not the best. Like, oh I was okay. in the lower of the end. But these guys were, like, crazy good. And, yeah. like, we lived there for a week away from all our parents in the dorms at Colorado Springs. 14. Yeah. <laughs> God. And, like, some of the guys are, like, crazy good. Yeah. And it was super cool to see. Um, Does it inspire you at all? Yeah. Like, like that, like, to keep working and to be better? 
yeah, like definitely I tried to work a lot harder, but uh, sometimes it can kind of just feel weird. Like I remember when I was there, I just felt yeah like I should have done a whole lot more to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like when I was in football, you know, like I mean, talent's gonna take you so far, you yeah. know. Like yeah, I'm fast, but that was from hard work. I got hands, which is probably more of my talent. But as you, as I said, I dropped a touchdown. Um, <laughs> but just like I mean, I know I'm not the best guy on the team, but it's like, how do I at least still bring value without being a liability and a burden to our success? You know, so like for me, when I'm like, when I see people, especially in track, and I and I see that they're better than I am, it only dude, it fires me the fuck up. It fires me up. Because I want to be the best. And when I see somebody doing better than I am, like, bro, there's no stopping me to beat them. Yeah. Like, there's not any stopping. And so, like, when you were going to beat me in that race in Pullman, <laughs> I'm like, bro, there's no way. I'm not letting this happen. And it's just not happening in my mind. Like, I will work as hard as I can to better myself in any facet. And I think the same thing went for from sports to, I like, most anything that I've done, you know, when I see somebody that's doing it better than I can, how can I do it better than they are already doing it? You know, sports is probably the easiest way to apply it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and, and like, I've done a few things. Like when I was at the junior Olympics, when I was also 14, it was, it was, a not like an eye opener because it was an experience in itself, but I was just like, bro, like, dude, that's what I want to be. I want to be on the top of that podium in any way possible. Senior year rolls by, and it just happened to be that it, it worked out, you know? Yeah. It so, just became a burning passion for me. Like, definitely all the other sports things, and I would always try to be the best Yeah, in, like, practices. But for whatever reason, when I was there in Colorado, that one was just hard for me. Yeah. But it, does it feel, it like, hard tough. to, like, keep up, like, with, like, the pace and, like, especially, like, that skill level? Kind of. Like, I did some really good stuff, but yeah. I think it was just... Being in a different environment. Yeah. Like, living in the dorms. It was just a lot at that time. Yeah. For me. But all the other things, like, from football, singing, or whatever. Yeah. I would always try to be the be best. The top dog. Yeah. Well, and not to even mention, like, the successful part of, like, being the best. You know, like, you mentioned where there's a time where it's not so great. I mean regarding like you're 14, you know, like you're 14, it kind of is like, ah, like, <sighs> like, uh, like it's like, it's yeah. frustrating no, and it's hard to put into words. It's definitely like that experience changed my life for the better. Yeah. And sort of has helped me. So to where I'm like, not even to like disregard like the successes, because I think with successes comes the other end of the spectrum, the, the failure, the, the, not maybe burning passion to quit, but just like the desire that I'm like, oh, bro, I'm never going to get there. And the emotional side of that. Yeah. Has there been times where it's just been super duper frustrating and super emotionally driven where you're just like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Like, yeah, literally with anything that I've done, like it could be being a valedictorian. Yeah. With football, I can definitely think of the exact time that that happened. And with pretty much any, like with hockey, um, like when I played a couple years ago, yeah. I had an experience like that where I hurt my knee. Yeah. And it was just like, pulled me back, I guess. When and you had just got right back into it. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, nine games into the season, 
I was doing really good. I had, I think, probably like eight points in nine games, which is pretty good. And uh, I was an assistant captain. And uh, I was doing really good this game. I think I had an assist. And I was coming into the zone. It was in the third period. I played defense. So they chipped the puck in. And I was going to get it. And a guy was right behind me. And uh, I didn't know he was going to hit me because my back was facing him completely. And I didn't see him coming at all. And he hit me when I was like five feet away from the boards. And I just went head first into the boards. Mm -hmm. But he landed on me. And uh, so I hit the boards super hard. And I was like laying there. And my head hurt a lot. Similar to that football play when he got power drive. Yeah, (laughs) but it actually didn't hurt as bad. But my head hurt a lot. And I was like, oh, it's kind of like throbbing. And then like all of a sudden my knee was just like way... (laughs) Way worse. Like, it <laughs> like, was way Screw worse. the head. Like yeah, <laughs> like, I forgot about the head. My knee hurt so bad. And, like, it hurt so bad I couldn't even lay still. Like, I had to move. Yeah. Like, it was bad. And, like, I took my... Mother Teresa's out there. <gasps> yeah, she was freaking out. She was in the stands. Yeah, she always is. But, like, it was a gnarly hit. And uh, the kid got suspended for one game, which I was super upset about. Like... <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> Suspended for the I season. I wanted to play them so bad again, yeah. but never did. We didn't because the way our league was set up, we only yeah. played their team three times, and that when we played them, it was the second time. Oh. And then when I was hurt, they played them again, so I didn't get to play them. But I missed sixteen games because of that. Oh my god! But my knee, I couldn't see my kneecap for like a month and a half. Oh my god! And <laughs> my leg, like I don't know if you can see, but my hands. Yeah, they don't. Far. Yeah, I had to wear a brace for a month, and <laughs> I could fit both my hands around my leg, my thigh, because I you lost so much muscle. Oh my god, bro! It, your your leg became a a calf. Yeah, <laughs> and it took a long time to get that back. Wow, so that was just a, like a time that it just like ugh. Yeah, like I was just hurt. Like I'd be at home. Yeah, just working on school and sitting on the couch, and like my whole team's practicing. Yeah. And and I'm stuck there, and just, like, definitely a low point. Yeah. And, like, a lot of anger. Yeah, I think that was also a low point for me as well, just because of the relationship that I was in. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, was, that's a whole different story. But, like, I, I had a very similar uh, case, not as extreme, uh, because, I mean, you, like, shattered your knee. Whereas I got injured, so I was, I was just kind of off and on. It was just kind of like this, like... It was just reoccurring. It was yeah. just like, why is it reoccurring? So I, for backstory, I had, um, you know, I, I the same thing. I had worked all the way throughout the season. The very first meet, I go out there, triple jump, and I hurt my foot. And I couldn't jump the other two jumps that I that I was planning on doing. I, I still tried. I tried. I, I think I took I took my second one off. And my third one, I tried doing it with my opposite leg, but I couldn't put any weight on my uh, ankle. I couldn't Dang. put any weight on my foot, uh, my left foot, that is. So I took like a week and a half off, came back. We did like two jumps, and it still hurt. Regardless, we just went through the season with more injuries of like my knee, my hamstring strain, and then my – uh, and then those just ones just kind of kept reoccurring. Like my foot didn't bother me anymore, but it was just so frustrating because we have a shortened season because of COVID. So then when we got into season, it was just like, okay, well we have like eight meets 
nine meets at most. And I don't even think nine meets. And like for half of them, I'm injured. And for the ones that I could compete at, I couldn't really compete much. It was just so frustrating. And it's just like you're sitting there, you're just like, oh my God. Like, you're trying to do everything that you can to get back out there. You know, and I could imagine like you're doing everything that you can for your knee just so that you could heal as fast as it could yeah. for you to get back out there. And it was the best case scenario. Like I sprained my MCL. I didn't tear anything. Good. So all I had to do is pretty much wear that brace for a month. And then it was the tendon was healed. And then after that rehab was building that yeah. muscle back and making sure that your leg doesn't look like a chicken. Yeah. And getting <laughs> strong again so I yeah. can go play. But it was definitely like double the work. Yeah. Because then I had to work like twice as hard to get back out there. Yeah, and I think that's the tough part to like invest yourself in in into the process of recovery, you know? It's it's kind of like like when you put on weight, it's two times faster to put on weight than it is to take it off, you know? So it's like I'm working two times as hard just to get back yeah, to a level that I can play. Yeah. It's just like it, it's so it, it's not like demoralizing, but at the same time it is. You know, it's just such a long process. Of just uh, waiting, 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 hoping for something to just happen that you're like, I have enough confidence in my injury that it's like gone or that I can at least play. And I mean, those low points are never easy. They're never fun. No. It's tough. But it was definitely good. Like after a couple months, then I was finally out there playing again. So I was able to slowly yeah, playing again. yeah I, and then i mean my when did your season end like right before covid yeah so we finished like no the first w- week of march yeah i remember because i went to your game that yeah. was the last game that i went to and then covid hit and it was just yeah. like oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were joking around in the locker room about coronavirus yeah but <laughs> a week later <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was funny yeah i mean because i remember going to that game like, and I just remember sitting in the stands. And oh, yeah. That game you went to was probably crazy. Was that the one where there was tons of fights and yep. stuff? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah, that was the last game of the season. It was fun. Yeah. Because it was just like third period. No matter. I don't care. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like, oh. Yep. Yeah. This <laughs> last season. Like, wh- what do you have to lose? You know? Pretty last, much. Last game of the season. So that was a really exciting game. And then COVID hit. Yep. And then for me, at least, it is just kind of like a a mental mental fortitude for me, just kind of, like, being able to ease myself. Because there's no stress, you know, of, like, performing at a high level. It's just, like, how can I... I mean, there was a question mark on everything. Yeah. Like when are we going to be able to come back? Like, am I going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was just, like, I mean, when we got into, like, coronavirus season, it was just, like... I mean, for me, like, the f- still three months after until June, I just kept working, working out. Because you have no idea when things are coming back. Yeah. Like, I worked out all summer. I was in the best shape, like, I've ever been in. Yeah. At the end of that summer, getting ready for hockey season, and then found out that, hey, we're not even having a season because the border and coronavirus oh, stuff. Yeah. And so, we're the only team from the States in my league. Uh, we're the Braves. Yeah. And so, we literally had nobody to play with. <laughs> so, <laughs> yourselves. our team didn't happen. Yeah. And then the same thing actually happened this year. But it was, like, the border's open, but there's too many things, like, when the Canadian players come down to play us, yeah, they have to get tested when they come over the border, and when they go back over the oh, border, wow. they have to get tested, and it's all at their own expense. Yeah. So, it was, like, a really big burden for them. Yeah, I could imagine. But 
Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I wonder if there was, like, a, a way that you just, like, buy a whole bunch of t- hotel rooms and just stay for, like, a month. Well, I mean, usually kind of hard. You play, like, three or four games a week. Yeah. And, like, then you'd play some at home some way, so yeah. you'd have to go back and forth. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, it's been obviously really awesome to see you play. Awesome to see you progress through this world of hockey, ASB, singing, not to mention that, you know. <laughs> Casey's a phenomenal singer. Surprisingly enough, I think this was like one of the the w- one of the many things that brought us together. Um, my junior year, I was singing at the spring string fling. I don't know how to sing. Like I, I like, I'm not a great phenomenal singer like yourself. So Mrs. Atwood, she was like, "Oh, like what about if we have one like one of the choir people?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, like let's get Casey out here." Yeah, bro. I like, I, you helped me sing it. <laughs> I had to perform in front of like a thousand people, and I mean, it was a great performance nonetheless. But I think it was only good because like the singing aspect wasn't bad. Yeah. It wasn't bad. So kudos out to you because that experience for me was. So fun. That's like, good. It was so fun. And I remember like sitting back there and they're all learning the song. I didn't need to learn the song because I was performing the song. And I was just like, how do I hit this note? <laughs> yeah. Just give me the proper like. Form. Uh, I'm, like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, okay, we're going to need uh, Jared. We're going to need a little bit higher. Yeah. It uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like can't. I it took can't. a lot of practice. It took a, it took some practices together, but we we did it. I didn't do it to like the like singing side, but I did it as best as I could to at least vocalize this emotion that was going on throughout the song. Yeah, it was good though. It was yeah, fun. It was fun. It would not have been a, as good of a performance if it weren't for you. So <laughs> <laughs> people would probably be getting up out of their stands in a bad way and leaving. It would not be a sta- not a standing ovation, a standing leaving. That's yeah. what that would be. But I want to ask, like, I talk about like the inspiration when it's coming to new people that you've never competed against and just being like, wow, like they're phenomenal. I want to be just like them. And especially we look at these athletes when it comes to, you know, you know, the Wayne Gretzky's, Sidney Crosby's of the of the world, you know, the elite of the elite hockey players, the people that we remember, the people that we aspire to be. Who's your biggest inspiration when it comes to life as a whole? I think probably my dad. He's probably the biggest inf- inspiration for me, um, mostly because like he didn't have it that good when he was younger and like when he was in high school uh he had to work a graveyard shift cuz his dad had parkinsons and stuff oh. and so his dad was like at a position where he was really sick and uh he pretty much had to provide for his family yeah. and his older brothers and siblings yeah. were already gone and he had oh. a younger brother and so gotcha. he was like he would work and then, like, fall asleep in class at school. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after that, uh, then he'd go to work. And that was pretty much, like, the whole cycle because he had to pretty much take care of his family. Wow. And so um, he just wanted to give all that he could for me and wanted me to, like, prepare myself so I didn't have to be in the same situation yeah. where I could provide for my family. Yeah. And that's pretty much been, like, the main inspiration and, like – for school, he's always like, 
go to school, get a better job than yeah. I do. <laughs> so like that way you Pest can control. make a lot more money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was like the main motivation for school. And then like he pretty much is like a life coach, I guess. Yeah. I mean he put and you on skates, you know. Yeah, but he like would always be like, if you're gonna do something, like do it the best. Yeah. And like especially for work, he sort of had instilled that in me when we'd go and we'd like work at my mom's boss's ranch. Yeah. And he was like, whenever you could do work, you want to make sure that the people will notice that you were there. Yeah. And if you do that when you work, then you know you're doing a good yeah, job. Yeah, good things happen like in return. Yeah. So I've sort of just had that mindset from when I was younger. My dad yeah. sort of instilled that in me. And so when did you learn about like his working habits when he was younger mm, I don't when know. he had to provide i've known it for a long time it okay. was pretty much when i was doing school and if i started yeah. falling behind he's like like i didn't take school seriously is what he sure. would say because like all he did was go to high school but he, get, he didn't yeah. get super good grades yeah and so he would like use that and tell it to me yeah and it was like he'd tell it to me a lot yeah but like oh yeah it just kind of makes more sense over time yeah but that was, like, sort of the drive that he gave me. And I just applied that to everything. Like, if you're going to do something, don't do it halfway or it's not going to be worth it. Just yeah. Do it all it, all the way. I mean, it surely seems like it's been applied, you know? Yeah. I could definitely safely say that it, it has <laughs> been applied. In, 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 like I said, all the regards that you have, hockey, ASB, singing, academics, other things that you do. Football. Like, football. Football. Uh, Lawn mowing, landscaping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, that's, I think that's the biggest thing is just to do it to the best of your ability, no matter what gets and in the way. And people respect you a lot for that, too. Yeah. Like, in hockey, I was the assistant captain as a rookie, which doesn't happen very commonly. But, yeah. and I wasn't even the best player out there. Like, I was probably in the middle of the pack because I hadn't played for two years, but I would work harder than everyone. Yeah. And I'd fall so much. Like, yeah. Part of it was because my skates. Part of it was just because, like, not skating for a long time. And then I was just working hard. And uh, you can't be afraid to fall and slip up. But um, you can't be afraid to fail. Yeah. I mean, it's just a part of the process. Yeah. As you work harder, it'll make you stronger. Yeah. I mean, like, surely, like, things just don't happen overnight. You know, it's a skill that you develop. It's a skill that you learn. You know, like, I imagine the first time you were ever on skates, you probably fell 20,000 times. Uh-huh. You I know? I remember my, my Nana would always say I'd just, like, lay there on the ice <laughs> and just lay there. And then the teacher would come pick me up. And I'd just enjoy laying there. But, I mean, that's the thing. It's a part of the process, you know? Like, no matter there if there's something in the way of an injury, it's like, how can I be the best at recovering? You know? Mm-hmm. How can I be better next time when this thing comes around? And I mean, I've dealt with a lot of injuries throughout my career, so it's not uncommon for me to go through it. But I've understood, I'm like, oh, okay, like I have this problem. I know how to fix it now. You know, it wasn't like, oh, God damn it, like where do we go? Like I got to go back to the chiropractor. I got to – it's always just like – it's it's just leeching from people, you know? Like you leech these different ideas. You leech these practices, and you just apply them to your daily life, you know? Like working hard is something that you you don't – like teach you have to practice that yeah it's definitely like a like a mental skill the more you do it 
the easier it becomes, and it's pretty yeah. much like uh, it gets to the point where it's like second nature. You don't really have to think about working hard. It's just something that you do. Yeah, and then p- and then you realize you're like, oh, like, well, and then when people recognize that you're working hard, it feels really weird. Yeah, because it just feels like second nature, like you said. Uh-huh. Like you're not really recognizing, like, oh, I need to work hard. You know, like it just happens, and then the results yield itself. And that just happens to be in the form of like, wow, you look, you work really hard. And it's just like, I mean, that <laughs> I'm just doing what I'm doing, you know, yeah. like, uh, I mean, like, I'm not a phenomenal, I, well, <laughs> I like to say that I'm a phenomenal athlete, but that's just dick riding myself. I want to say that I am not the most advantaged athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I come from a smaller frame. I yeah. come from a skinnier build. It's it's not I mean like football was not something that I, I, I cards I would play, you know, like I, I'd probably play it safe, but it's it is what it is, you know, like I'm gonna try and challenge myself. But when it comes to track, you know, you see these guys who are tall, especially in my field of jumping, like you get really short and stocky built guys in long jump and really tall and skinny and bouncy people and guys in, in triple jump. Like and I'm like in between. Yeah. <laughs> like I have long arms for my height, long legs for my height. And I'm like, but I'm just not tall. <laughs> I'm short, but I'm tall. I'm not tall. And so it's just like, how do it, it, it's just, how do you use the things that you've been so graciously given to actually make it your, your, how do you make your weaknesses, your strengths, you know? And for me, it was just learning the fundamentals. I know I don't have the biggest of bounce, but how can I at least get the most bounce of my threshold? And then how can I learn all these fundamentals to become something more than just an average triple jumper? And, and it took years. I mean, like, I, I broke this freshman school record, and then I go for a two-year lull of just not even PRing until my junior year. And then senior year, it all just comes together, and just things fall in line because it's just all the the doubt and all the things that haven't gone my way have gone my way. You know, and it finally feels like it's taken its it's not toll, but it's taken its time and it's just a process. You know, it's just slowly every single day just working on something, you know, and for years, I mean, those two years, it was just a process. It was just fundamentals. Like, I mean, it takes years. You know, you're not going to be a great golfer right from the jump. You know, it takes time to learn, like, maybe I should use this this wedge or this this driver or this wood or this hybrid on <laughs> this distance. And then not only that, you have to focus on the form, yeah. you know, it, it takes so much time. It, it amazes me that like in the Olympics, we have like 12 year olds, 13 year olds in the Olympics, like winning gold medals, Dang. bro. dude. And it makes me feel like I'm like, I'm like, am I doing anything with my life? Like <laughs> that was my biggest goal. And I, and I, I guess kind of to heart back, like when there's that end goal, it makes it that that process so much more desirable because it's like the work that I'm putting in now is for that goal. And for my goal, it was to become a, an Olympian, you know, mm-hmm. similar to you when when you're 15 and you want to become a hockey player, you want to become you want to get drafted. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's that was my goal for being an Olympian. I was like at, at 16, the first year that I would have been eligible. at 16 (laughs) i was going to try you know but i wasn't at the position that i could yeah but that was my goal yeah and goals are definitely a big part like i always set goals and 
like whatever I do, even if it's day to day, like when I'm working, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get this done today. Yeah. And, but that's definitely like one of the biggest things. Cause even when it gets, you get tired and things get hard. Yeah. Um, there's always those low, those low points, um, like hockey. Yeah. But if you have your goals and, um, surround yourself with people that, that are your, like your teammates, your friends and yeah. coaches that will help you get there and inspire you, then that's what you got to do. Yeah. Well, um, oh, why did it blink me? Oh, God. Um, no, uh, I remember one time when I, the first time I ever came to your house, I remember um, you had sticky notes on the <laughs> mirror. Yeah. And I just, like, read them. <laughs> and I just, like, I was just, like, washing my hands. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like, I, I kind of knew, like, those were goals of yours. But, like, manifestation is, is a weird phenomenon when you're, like, constantly thinking about it and constantly working towards that so desired goal. It's 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 a weird phenomenon because I, I like, I want to say I'm like, well, like, I mean, how, how do you know if it works? I've seen it work. Yeah. I've seen it work. <laughs> My entire freshman year was literally just like, I'm going to beat that freshman record. I'm going to beat it. And that was my entire goal. And the first meet I beat it, and then we go through the entire season, blah, blah, blah. And then when it came time to that final district meet, like when we're like that final week before districts, implies our coach is just like, dude, just, just visualize yourself on that runway. And I'm just there. I'm like literally in class just like thinking about it. And I'm just like, Let's go. Like, I'm like, I'm visualizing this thing that hasn't happened yet. And I do that entire week was a, it was a dream that like when we come back that Monday and I'm just like thinking about it every single day, just visualizing. And it's like, for me, like now I'm like, like, how does that work? But I'm like, bro, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. You know, it's the weirdest thing. Like, like I, what's your like process with that? Like, have you had something that you've just so dreamed about that it's happened? Yeah, like football. I dreamed about it. Fair enough. Just worked at it and made it happen. Yeah. But a lot of it just sort of seems to happen like everything aligns perfectly. But a lot of hard work. Yeah, and it's like it's weird because like, I mean, yeah, there's probably times where it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I remember reading one on yours was become like a junior chief. Yeah. In a way you kind of did, but like at the same time, it wasn't to the level that you wanted. Yeah, like I wanted to play for the Chiefs. Yeah. And so when I didn't get drafted or get the opportunity to go try out, that was that was hard. And I'd see like people that I played with who I knew I was like equivalent to or better than or like right up there. Like I played with them my whole life. Yeah. Um get drafted. Well they like went to camp and had the yeah. opportunity and I didn't even get the opportunity. So it was kinda hard yeah. sometimes. But Yeah. I mean it's it's <sighs> I mean, it's hard. I think the one thing that is a little hard is when somebody gets the the award, so per se, when you work just as hard, you know, like the recognition, yeah. you know, and you work just as hard. It's really, it's like difficult because I think <laughs> the one thing is I like, I remember like that one of the first years, our first year across country when they had like the hardest working people of the week or meet bro you won like every week <laughs> and i'm just like 
bro, like, what is going on? What am I doing wrong? I'm like, I feel like I'm putting everything they have into the sport. And every week, Casey's our, our athlete of the week. I'm just like, bro, I'm like, what? Like, how can I work harder? And, and one of the biggest things, because I feel like this came full circle, is when our senior year, and it was football, and you, you, I mean, I was struggling with a few plays. Like, I didn't memorize things, you know? Bro, and you just said, like, like, dude, I literally just go up to the coaches. How, what can I do to be better? Bro, dude, that was a game changer for me. Just a game changer. And, and it didn't apply to football as much as it did just anything else. Like, how do I add value to what I'm already doing? And when it came to, like, track, bro, dude, Kobe Bryant's passing, bro. Like, I felt like everything was like, oh, my God. I'm, like, like literally watching, like, everything about him. I never really followed him other than just watched him. But when it when his passing happened, I was like, bro, like, I'm going to be unstoppable in this regards, you know? I'm going to be unstoppable, and nobody's going to stop me from doing the things that I want to do. You know, dude, it was the craziest thing, the craziest thing. So I get him. I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I don't know why I'm getting, I like, I was so amped up that my eyes started welling up. So I'm not like crying. I'm just like super amped because it was just like a big part. It was just a big part. Like not only you, but like just any, like it felt like it applied so much to everything. It came full circle. You know, like I didn't understand why Casey is always like the night athlete of the week when I feel like I'm just working just as hard, you know, but it's just like, I was like, and it's that recognition part. I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, like, I feel like I'm working just as hard as he is. But he's getting the recognition. And, dude, it fucking pissed me off. I was <laughs> like, bro, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, bro. Ugh. And every week, Casey, you know what? I'm like, oh, my God, bro. I'm like, dude, how does this fucking keep happening? How does this keep happening? And then, like, obviously, like, like I said, you excelled in football for the year that you played. Because it was just all the fucking hard work that you put in, you know? And so when it came those three months of just COVID, like the first three months, it was just like, I don't fucking care. I, I'm going to like literally just sideline myself from everybody else and just focus on this. And surprisingly enough, two years later, a year and a half later, it's coming full circle again. Um, I'll explain after the podcast, but bro, I like these next six weeks are just madness from me. Like it's all in on YouTube and it's like, like I said, like we have a very similar situation where, you know, you stepped away from the sport that you've given your all, you know, it's, I felt a little bit more at ease because I knew that one of my best friends had gone through it, you know? And when I like stepped away, like I knew that it would be okay, you know, because I'd seen you go through it, you know? Um, why am I crying? I don't know why I'm crying. Um, but that's what I meant in the fuck. That's what I meant in the intro when I said like you're the reason why I'm in the position I am today because not only have I been able to watch you go through the process, I've been able to be with you in the process, you know? So that's like been the I go say something Casey. I I was crying once too. Uh, I was in that position. It was hard, but yeah, I mean it's yeah, as long as like you're doing what you feel you know you got to be doing and you're you're liking where you're at that's the right decision yeah i you mean can't, you can't be everywhere at once yeah and i think you learned that in in some way um but like i said i was able to see it 
but also to be a part of that journey, you know? Um, like, you gave up, like, the sport, like, you'd done for so long. You know, you've had so much great success in that sport, and, and the same goes for me. You know, like, I was a junior Olympian. I won state. Two years later, I'm announcing my stepping away, quote-unquote retirement, or like whatever you want to call it, of that to pursue something that is beyond me. And I always like a challenge. I like the unknown. I like the the way that life is set up in that regard. Um, I like to be on a mission. I like to be in a place that I feel uncomfortable because it only, like, what's the worst that could happen in, in an uncomfortable situation? You're just awkward and uncomfortable, and you feel like you're in a, in a weird spot. But at most, you learn so much about yourself and so much about what you're doing and why the process means so much. Yeah. And so, like, to speak on the idea of mission, later this month, you're leaving. Yeah, and literally, like, less than a month, I'll start a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And uh, I'll be leaving probably October 12th to go down to Utah for two weeks. And then at the end of October, I'll be going to uh, Johannesburg, South Africa for two years. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty big. That's a big, like, thing. stepping stone, you know? Like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, to be serving your your church for two years. Yeah. And probably one of the m better places yeah. I could have thought of. I'll get to go to, well, a lot of people go pretty much all over, <coughs> as long as it's someplace where they'll be safe. But, yeah. Um, like poor people poor don't, Andrew. People <laughs> don't go to North Korea or... yeah. Russia. Yeah. Well, some, 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 some parts do of Russia. Go to Russia. But, like, yeah, not yeah. North Korea, <laughs> those kind of places. And down to Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. I think they're well off over there, I feel like. Yeah. I'll get to go. Their religion. I'll get to go to South Africa, which is 10,000 miles away, like almost as far away from here as you can get, I feel like. Yeah. It's on the southern hemisphere, <laughs> like, literally halfway around the world. So, insane. Yeah. And not to mention, like, this whole, like, this weird coincidence. Like, number 13 has been your number. Oh, yeah. And it so happens to be that this station happens to be one of the stations that is numbered, and it happens to be number 13. Yeah. I remember your mom saying that I at, know. at your party. It's funny. I was like, <laughs> bro, like, you, like, if you tried switching numbers, like, somehow you, like, that number would end up in your locker somehow. Like, well, like, I guess I'm wearing it. Bro, it's weird how, like, your life is driven by that number. Yeah, it is kind of crazy. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, that the day was, like, the 13th or whatever when I opened yeah. that. But it is funny. But, yeah. yeah. So I'll be going to South Africa. And what I'll be doing there is I'll be um, teaching people about Jesus Christ and uh, serving others. Like, pretty much trying to be like Christ. Okay. And so that's yeah. what I'll be doing down there. and. Uh, helping the people of South Africa and learning to love and, <laughs> and like love yeah. the people there. Yeah. And I'll be, so how it'll work is I'll go down there. Well, I'll do missionary training before I leave. Wait, is that two weeks over in Utah? Yeah, and oh. I do like a week online before I go to Utah too. Oh, gotcha. Because before everyone would just go to the missionary training center in Utah yeah. or wherever. And because of COVID, they changed it to online. So now they're just barely getting back to normal. Gotcha. So 
a little bit online, a little bit in person, and then I'll go down there. And so they have like six week transfers. So you'll have a companion that you're with and you do everything with them for like six weeks. And sometimes you'll stay with them for multiple transfers. Mm. And then sometimes like you'll only be with them for six weeks and then you'll be moved to a different area and with someone else. Oh, okay. But yeah. And so that's how it'll work pretty much. And I'll, that'll wow. work for my whole mission like that. Wow. So <laughs> I'll be with people like I don't know. I don't even know anybody there right now. But it's kind of cool, though. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. I imagine it'll be fun. I mean, you're gone for two years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that won't be fun here, but, you know, <laughs> it'll be fun for you. It'll go by fast. If you think about, like, how fast the two years have gone by since we graduated or how fast. Yeah, I wish I could say they've gone by fast. <laughs> <laughs> to me, they've gone by fast. Yeah, I mean, I was in relationships, like, like five months after that, had that, then, like, the winter felt long, and then we, you know, like, I continued, and then COVID, yep. and COVID felt super <laughs> long. And then I, you know, like I can remember back last year in August when I was doing my road trip and then we come back this season and bro, I remember vlogging it and I remember putting in a video, bro, dude, like I don't remember, I don't remember the time frame. Like that was like 11 months ago that I was recording this stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember that. But I, I, I thought it was like in like February Yeah. and it just happens to be. And then we move on this, this year has definitely been faster I don't remember so much the January, February months, but once it became March, that was like the decision. I was like, dude, what do I do after? And everything felt so, I, I was like, oh, we're like so honed in on this certain section of my life. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know if Facebook's helping though, because I see Facebook memories. I'm like, oh, that happened like five years ago, five, five years ago. I'm like, bro. <laughs> It's crazy how life moves so fast. And I and I kind of want to take it back to high school for a quick second. Um, what was your favorite ASB moment? There's a lot of fun moments. I think, well, there's like definitely Golden Throne, throne when we were, did Shrek. That was <laughs> super fun. And I enjoyed the process. It was a lot it. of fun. Um, kind of stressful, but a lot of fun. And so uh, I was his voice, by the way, for, for that. Yeah. We did like a sketch in the middle. I happened to be his voice. Boots yeah. and boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the skit was fun. And uh, I think like the assemblies were probably like the highlights. It just felt so fun. Yeah. Like I flipped at one of the assemblies. <laughs> you and Will. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I felt like on top of the world. Yeah. It's definitely a, an exciting experience. I remember you guys asking me like, you're going to do a backflip with us? And I'm like, uh, kind of have like a meet like <laughs> later this week. I don't really want to like risk anything. So I, I didn't do the backflip, but I mean, it was just, I think the process was super duper fun because I like, you know, like YouTube's my thing, mm -hmm. you know? So like when it's coming up with an idea, it's coming up with a process for that video, you know, and how do I record that? And the same thing applied to these processes is within school, you know? Mm -hmm. So ASB and working in this creative field of coming up with scripts, coming up with props, coming up with ideas that could be produced on a mass scale with 20 other people working on it. It was, it, it's always so fun. And I'm not going to lie. One of my favorite experiences was doing the announcements. Those were fun. I love doing those. And then I really, really enjoyed, um, uh, 
the the Sadie's dance. Oh yeah, that yes. was that one, one of my was funnest so fun. projects. The video, <laughs> making the videos. Oh, I watched that like I watched a month it like ago. a month ago too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, it's so fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and just those processes. I because I like being a creative. I like being in that field of cinematography, videography. It just so happens that I, you know, I'm the guy that knows how to do that at yeah. our disposal. And I just remember, like, looking back at it, I'm like, bro, this is this is whack. I mean, it's not a great video, but it's it's cheesy, but it's funny. But I just like doing that. I think Golden Throne, that, that whole, like, month of just, oh, my God, bro. Dude, I was exhausted. And I imagine you were, too. Just, like, we worked on that day in and day out like it was like our life yeah. like like we were getting paid to do it we were not getting paid to do yeah, it yeah i painted and i'm i wasn't that good at painting then <laughs> yeah i was bad <laughs> i always remember i remember you in class like uh like i mean there would be times that you're not doing anything but it's just like like what do i do <laughs> what, yeah, like, like, i can't I, paint i'm not good at writing nicely so it's just so, like <laughs> yeah I just move stuff or whatever. You give a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I'd uh, <laughs> encourage everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so much fun. It I also loved going to the to the board meetings. Those were super fun. When we had to go to the when we oh, got yeah. to go to the uh, board office and just and just listen. I mean, it was always fun. I was like just tagging along um, with you there and just listening in. It was always so fun. Yeah. It was just a good dynamic. Yeah, we'd always tag team it, cover everything that we needed to cover. Yeah, that's good. And then I just, I, I think the one big thing for us, I think the everlasting impact was just our attention to those that don't get the 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 spotlight. You know, yeah. those that aren't seen for the recognition, those that aren't, you know, feel like they're doing a lot of work, but they don't really get recognized for it, and they don't really get heard. Or they have a voice, but they're too afraid to talk. Yeah. Trying to give them that opportunity. And, yeah, especially in SAC, like that class that mm -hmm. we were in. We'd, uh, some people were really quiet, and we'd help them to come out of their shells a bit. Yeah. Zoe was definitely one of them my junior year, our junior year. Because she, you know, a lovely person. Zoe's amazing. But, you know, she just didn't have, like, the, 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 the fortitude to actually speak up and talk about her ideas. And then she went and played football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was our, she was one of our, one of our teammates. Um, one of our, our only female teammate. And usually when you see the female, they're usually the kicker because yeah. they're usually a soccer player. But she she's was on the line, man. baby. She was on the line. <laughs> yeah, she Protecting was, you she a few was games. bigger than like most of the Bigger guys. than me. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Like, she's just super yeah. strong, yeah. actually. And just, like, mentally strong, too. That was the thing that surprised me. I mean, it's not surprising that she did it. Like, knowing her, especially after, like, leadership camp, it's not, it does not surprise me at all yeah. that she did that. Um, but regardless, like, those memories are so fun. Mm -hmm. Just, like, setting up all the stuff and just, like, the school environment that we've been able to create is, I mean, it's just a legacy. Yeah. You know, like, we get four years there, and it's, like, how do we at least – Keep our names. Yeah, I would be back there more print. if it wasn't for COVID. I'd go visit. Yeah, but I think I think the first time I visited was my my school orientation. I'm like, oh, how are you, Jared? I'm like, I'm great. I my, I mean, my sister, she's here. She goes to school here. <laughs> she's your student, but I'm doing great. So yeah, it was um, 
I hadn't gotten back for like two years or a year before that. So I just never set foot in the building. And then, yeah. I mean, I think the legacy part was the biggest thing. Like, how do we, like, we're going to all graduate. Everyone's, you know, most of your class are going to graduate. People are going to graduate. People are going to move on. But how do you be remembered for something beyond just, oh, I went to high school with that guy. Yeah. You know? Like, how do you, you know? Because, like, for you, I imagine it's a lot different than me. Like, it's probably way different. I just try to be, be who I am, I guess. Be nice and people will respect you for it. Yeah. And they'll remember that. Especially, like, the people that, like, normally people wouldn't come up and talk to. Yeah. And are sort of, like, those people that are closed off when you befriend them and, like, are just nice to them. It's sort of something they'll remember you for. Yeah, absolutely. I think the one thing for me was um, just the confidence and appreciation for others of just making sure that they get the confidence that they have to speak up in class, raise their hand, go first for a presentation, and then the appreciation for just the value of them. You know, everyone has a story. This is why I started a podcast. I want to hear people's stories. Because, I mean, even a lot of this is from leadership camp. Yeah. Like, everyone has a story no matter where you come from. doesn't matter how interesting or boring it may seem to others. Everyone has a story, you know? Mm-hmm. You've gone through literally, like, probably the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, you know? Still, you're here. You're still the same old Casey. Yeah. You know, it doesn't change who you are. It just it shapes who you are. Yeah. And leadership camp was probably, like, the best thing that yeah I, did if, that. if i had an experience it's molded, the memories that molded you in ways that you didn't ever know before yeah and just opens your your eyes and your mind to what you can do and how you can help other people yeah i mean the one big my my favorite asb memory is probably the leadership mm-hmm. stuff yeah definitely by far just going to conferences uh-huh the conferences are a little bit more laid back. They're a lot more fun. Whereas the camps, camps are so emotionally attached. Yeah. It's like you have this giant connection with people that you didn't know you could have. And you build it over and the course of six days. And you just rip it apart when you leave. Bro, dude. <laughs> oh. It's like, it's like, it's not even a band-aid, bro. You wax my entire body without me <laughs> knowing. So it's, uh. Yeah, yeah, that I experience. After that, like, you have the highest of highs, and then right after that, you, you just slow. feel so depressed. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. like, just down in the dark. You're like, I'm never going to see those people <laughs> again. <laughs> and I really haven't seen a ton of them. Yeah, I, see, I still stayed in contact with a lot of them. Like, when I was going down to my Spartan race, you know, I, I, I met up with Margaret. Okay, nice. And then I also was able to, you know, Junior helped me out. And Naharika, who was one of the... Uh, J JC's. Yeah, she. You know, I still stay in contact with Dang. her. Um, uh, I still stay in contact with like Macy Shellen. Um, different people. Just uh, like a lot of people from the Tri Cities. I just like Snapchat them. Like I, you know. Yeah, I mostly just follow them on Instagram. And See, I unfollow like a crap ton of people. Talk to them, but I unfollow a crap ton of people. Yeah, I mean, I guess for <laughs> it was for good intention. I wasn't like I don't really care about you, but it was like. If you, I didn't really like, I want to see the things that I want to see. So that's like my friends, my family and like inspiring shit and just like entertainment stuff. 
So like I just like literally only followed that. I'm like I don't care that you went to Palm Beach and yeah. you and put a filter on this photo. I I don't care. Otherwise you just waste too much time. Yeah, it saves so much time. Like I just like started like I bro, I follow like two thousand people. I brought it down to like three hundred. <laughs> a lot of people. Dang, a lot of people. Um, but regardless of everything that's gone on, there was one question I ask. Especially, you know, you've you, you've done so many things in your life that you're so multifaceted and you've taken a lot of inspiration from your father. You've inspired countless people around you, such as me. My final question, because I think it's probably one of the most important things to 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 realize. Who is Casey Nowak? Like, you want me to say like words that I think I am or Yeah. Just who you are. I feel like uh, a way to define myself would be someone who's hardworking, who's um, who's loyal and caring about other people, and um, who tries to be as genuine and honest and kind as he can be, because. Uh, just gotta wear your heart on your sleeve, and sometimes it can be hard or scary. But when you do that, you make amazing friends, and people see you for who you are, and you get opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't get. Yeah. But yeah, that's who Casey Noack is. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'd probably add like personally, I'd add like a billion things. <laughs> that's who you are, man. That's yeah, the that's hard. the biggest thing. I think the biggest thing is to identify who you are, you know, and to understand like what you present, you know, and and for you that's that's kindness and appreciation for others, mm-hmm. not only yourself, and even throughout this entire conversation with the 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 minimal tears, <laughs> the minimal eye waters, it's just been super duper awesome to see the process behind the scenes. I mean, like I said, I got to witness it, I got to kind of see. A little bit at first hand. And for those that don't know. When I say like magnitude. It's just because we've gone through so much shit together. In a good way. It's not like we like beefed or anything. That's that that that, that toll has, has taken its, its time with other people. But regardless it's just. We've gone through so much stuff together. It's like hard not to call you my brother. You know yeah, like. Definitely. Like. Yeah, I don't have any <laughs> siblings either. Yeah. So I just have like a bunch of friends that are super close and my brothers because I don't have any actual yeah. siblings. Yeah. And I mean, even then, I feel like it's out of touch to, you know, the bill up stuff. I mean, they're in yeah. and out all the time, you know? Yeah. That's why we started. So we house Chiefs players. Yeah. So we're like a billet family, as they call it, or a host family. And, uh, like we did that, so I could sort of have like a brother sure. for part of the year, yeah, and like learn more from them because they're all hockey players, yeah, and so that's why we did that. But makes sense, yeah. makes sense. Um, but regardless, I mean, Casey, it's been awesome to have you on. It's been an hour and thirty minutes of just talking with again minimal <laughs> minimal tears. But thank you so much for being here, Nationers. Make sure to go subscribe to his channel, <laughs> Case Aquatics Thirteen. <laughs>
And make sure to most importantly follow him on Instagram. Uh, shoot him a follow. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram because I'll be posting all this stuff on there as well. Um, episode 15 Sweet. of the Realist Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on, Casey. Remember to hit that subscribe button, like. Thank you so much for listening, watching, and viewing uh, the Realist Podcast. Again, banner right there. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Thank you, Jared. <laughs>